So, Matt, big episode sh- 100. That's a big day. Big show. Can you believe that? I mean, we started this thing, what, over two years ago, and now here we are, episode 100. The official date was, what, May 14th, 2020? That's right after the pandemic. Everything went crazy, and we started a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we're not having much to do at that point. <laughs> Time thinking about thinking about COVID, it feels like it's been the last decade. But thinking about the podcast, it's flown by. Welcome to the Mach One Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach One Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you have a question you want us to answer here on the podcast, just send an email to podcast at Mach1FG.com. If you want to learn more about your financial future, you can schedule a free consultation with any of our advisors here at Mach1 with absolutely no obligation. Just head to Mach1FG.com for more information. So welcome to the Mach1 Market Moment. Today marks a huge milestone. Today is our 100th episode. We've been doing at least an episode a week for about two years now. Our first episode went online May 14th of 2020. You know, things were a little different during that time. So uh, let's take a a trip in the Wayback Machine and let's hear a few sound bites from our earlier podcast. So new podcast, what are we going to be talking about? What's the format going to look like? Um, It's really going to be open-ended. We want to make it conversational. David, what's what are a few examples of things that have been going on um, that <laughs> we might let talk me about? let me think here? What uh, COVID maybe? How about the the uh, the all the uh, the virus? All the the news about the COVID stuff is what's going around as of the time that we're recording this. You know, market going down is is I mean the mark. I can't remember the the statistics off the top of my head. Well, it, we did have? set a record this year, David. The market <laughs> dropped thirty uh, percent in twenty two days. That set a record. So the world was a little different during episode one. We've all lived through COVID since then. And two years later, we're still talking about COVID. But things weren't always so serious. We've had a little fun over the last couple of years. So 10 years from now, you can look back on that podcast and say, wow, those guys were dead wrong. Or genius. genius. (laughs) We'll start with the disclaimer that I could be wrong. None of us has a crystal ball in the future. No, David, (laughs) you're never wrong. Don't say that. (laughs) But That's what I always tell my wife anyway. I'm never wrong. (laughs) And then say, yeah, on two Corinthians. (laughs) (laughs) I said, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, God bless Abraham and Job and Solomon. (laughs) Your passion for Roth IRAs is truly kind of inspired. Whenever we're recording, like looking out for making a lot of noise, like on the screen. Mike's really bad about it. That's what I tell them. I actually like to go like this. Is this thing on? You know, most people say, check, check, you know. I say, no, cash, cash, cash. Cash, cash, cash. (laughs) David, Mike, seeing a little bit. (laughs) I got 
gotta roll into something. David, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> All right, you're fired, no. Mike. You go. <laughs> All right, here, I'll take it. Wow, David and Mike, look, look what the market's been doing recently. David and Mike. My name's Matt. <laughs> Okay, take number 12. Okay, so folks, now we're ready for episode 100, and this is a continuation of our discussion on inflation. And as you've heard, things have changed over the last couple of years, and one of the major changes we've had is Mach 1 is growing. And to that point, we have a new advisor, a new partner here, and we'd like to introduce him today on our podcast. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mr. Lee Mackey. Lee, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, <clears throat> thanks, Mike. It's good to be here. Um, I've listened to these, um, and now I get to be on this side of the microphone, so that's great. Um, been in the business for almost 30 years. It's hard to Woo! believe. Woo-hoo! I know. Oh, man. Um, I, I've, I've been in almost every type of investment firm you can uh, think of, banks, wirehouses, independents, having my own shop. And um, a couple months ago, joined forces with Mach 1 Financial. So looking forward to it. And we're glad you're here. So we've got, we've got Lee, we've got Matt, we've got David, we've got Eli and myself. Uh, so anybody out there looking for an advisory firm, a fiduciary that takes good care of you, we're ready for it. Yeah, growing a lot, a lot going on. We've got the new office that we're working on, trying to get moved to later this year. So adding new staff members, new advisors. So a lot going on, a lot, a lot of fun. And today's big for one, because it's our 100th episode. So that's really exciting. And then two, having Lee on here for the very first time. Lee will be a part of these, you know, on a regular basis moving forward. So it's excited to get him on here. Thank you. Looking forward to it. So so now we're, we're, we're here on our 100th episode. You've heard a few of the outtakes. We've added Lee Mackey to the team. You know, in these podcasts, we've had several nice guest on here we've had attorneys lisa kelly came in to talk to us about wills and trust we had a cpa come in tell us what to and not to do as far as our taxes are concerned that was melissa massey we had a travel agent join us and kind of tell us the, the state of the world and travel during all this COVID. we've had rob winkle on here we'll talk about real estate and things you can and can't do one of our big ones we talked about was bitcoin cryptocurrency man we had a lot of hits on that yeah. one. We've had our money managers on here, Jay Pestricelli and Wayne Ferbert. We've talked about anywhere from Roth IRAs all the way up to the need of planning. And that brings us to today, the hot topic of the day, of the week, the year, inflation. So we've talked about, you know, what it's looked like in the past, back in the 70s, and that's kind of, kind of what it looks like it is today. And so now we're going to talk about, so what, what do we do? So we've got some brilliant minds here. Speaking of Lee and Matt, and so we're going to talk about that, uh, about what we're going to do. First of all, what kind of impact has inflation had on the market, Lee or Matt? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the market is always trying to get out in front of stuff, right? And it's trying to price in what we think is going to happen or what's starting to happen or what will happen over the next 6, 12 months, whatever time frame. So I think inflation, the market has definitely reacted to some of the inflation numbers i think what will be interesting to see is you know like we've always talked about and we'll talk about more is you know how sustained is this inflation and do people start changing the way they spend money and how they live their day-to-day lives 
And then does that kind of represent it in corporate earnings and revenues and things moving forward? We haven't really gotten to that point, I don't think, or too far into it because we're still early on in the, you know, inflation taking off. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think it's the def the market has definitely reacted, and I think that's some of the volatility you've seen is a direct impact on the inflation numbers. But you know, moving forward, um, we'll just see how bad it gets from an inflation standpoint. You know, we talked in the office area. I have a food background, and you know, the food companies they like to raise their prices as prices are going up. But then when prices level off or go go down, they're not as quick to lower prices, and most of them are maintaining their profit margin so if the price goes from a dollar to two dollars well they're going to keep their profit margin on two dollars now that's actual more real dollars so a lot of these companies are actually making more money right than they had in the past so that's why you could anticipate maybe earnings looking better for some companies and we're seeing that there's a mixed bag that are coming out some are hitting estimates some are not the war in ukraine is obviously having an impact on people that shut down operations in russia and ukraine uh, but my, a lot of the domestic companies, I mean, if you're making toilet paper, selling out of it, I had a client the other day said they can't find pasta. Wow, man, that'd be neat, huh? Lee, any thoughts? <clears throat> well, I think that we've, you know, we knew over the last two years um, that inflation would rear its head at some point. We just didn't know when. We knew because, the, you know, the government was juicing the system if you will, with a lot of easy money. Um, liquidity was rampant, um, and that was okay. It was needed at the time, um, but we knew that, you know, we would have to pay the piper at some point. What I don't think any of us um, could forecast was the supply chain issues that have occurred over the last six to nine months that have caused this problem to be even worse. And so, you know, the definition of inflation, going back to Economics 101, is too much money chasing too few goods. Well, we've got that. And so, you know, the, the question now is, you know, have we peaked? Um, you know, we're, we're sitting here going into the summer months, which typically is a time of spending money. Um, the question is, you know, has the inflation rate in the U.S. peaked right now? How long does it take to come back, come back down? You know, I saw something this morning that you know the the fed's long-term inflation goal is right around two percent well they're looking at two or three years from now taking that long to get back to that so you know there's still a lot of uncertainties the markets react to that uncertainty and so we're starting to see that play out so matt who does this inflation hurt the worst i mean we've got different demographics here here you're a young dad of three lee is uh an older dad of uh teenagers i'm senior citizen, uh, Matt, our other Matt here is hopefully getting ready to have an, a child. So we're all in different stages of life. So who does inflation hit the hardest? Well, I think, you know, well, I think, you know th to touch on that first, I think it's it's very specific on your situation, not necessarily the, your demographic, but like right now, for example, inflation, if you're trying to take a trip, right, for travel and those kinds of things, it's through the roof, right? I mean, you can't, you go, if you priced an uh, airline ticket a year ago, six months ago, three months ago versus today, it's astronomical how much more the, the difference in price. And so I think it is specific in just how you spend money and how you live your life. It's going to be different for everybody. Um, you know, inflation and, and rising rates 
you know, we've been talking about these I bonds and some of these high rates. I mean, that's good for a saver. It's good for a retiree from a yield standpoint. Like, hey, I can go get two, three, four percent on different things now because rates have started to come up. That's great for now. If you're trying to buy a house, like a lot of our younger clients, you know, especially if you're a first time home buyer, that's crushed you, right? The increasing prices of homes, rising rates. Um, so it's just very, it's very specific to your situation, what you're spending money on, how you're spending money on, um, or how you're spending your money. The thing, the two things that come to the front of my mind on that impact everybody though is gas prices and groceries. And neither one of those are in the CPI. Yeah, I know. It's funny how those numbers <laughs> and calculations have changed over the last couple decades. But, um, but yeah, I think they're, you know, inflation, again, I go back to it's, it's not good, right? We don't want high inflation for a long period of time, but it really doesn't start to, from going back to the market, like it doesn't start to matter all that much until people start changing the way they're spending money. Like if you're going to go buy, go buy two pairs of shoes and they're going to cost you a hundred bucks, you know, six months ago versus $150 today, as long as you still go buy those two shoes, like it doesn't matter. What matters is when you you say, okay, now I'm going to only go buy one pair of shoes because the price of the shoes went up so much, right? That's where we start seeing it in the market um, in a bigger way. And again, I don't think we've gotten there. Maybe we have. Maybe we just haven't seen it in the numbers. But um, it'll be interesting because we can't, you know, 8 9 10% inflation for too long. It starts to catch up with everybody. Well, I grew up in the 70s, and my first home mortgage was 14%. And so when I hear people complain about 5%, that doesn't really affect me much. But <laughs> but when it goes from 2% to 5 it doubled, right? And so it prices some people out of buying a house, like you said earlier. That's something we're going to talk about, too. If you do have a mortgage, um, you probably don't want to be paying extra on it if you've got a low interest rate on it. Why would that be, Lee? Why would you not want to pay that mortgage off? Well, I, I just think that that's, you know, you got that low rate, um, you know, take advantage of it, use those funds to to use to spend on other things, um, you know, food, gas. It's an inflation hedge. I mean, you're, you're paying two and a half percent interest when inflation is five percent. So right. it, it doesn't make sense to pay off a two and a half percent when inflation is going up five. So. Well, and it's one thing that's not often talked about, but one of the best inflation hedges you know, in a time of high is a, like a 30 year, 2% fixed mortgage. I mean, right. Cause everything else is going up and your pants payment is staying the same. It's low. And so we're all, all for paying off your house and paying off debt. Right. But we also want to be wise about, you know, what's going on in the world. And so if inflation is running rampant and, and through the roof, like it is now, maybe that extra payment, like you said, Mike, that you're, you're used to sending to your mortgage. You just, you just hold that back for now, but you know, replenish your emergency fund, build up a bigger nest egg kind of a, you know, on the sideline or, or use it to offset the increasing price of other things. Um, that's, it's kind of a no brainer, I think with where we're at right now. We're not saying if you have a paid for a home, go get a mortgage. Right. We're not saying that, but it, if you are paying extra on your mortgage and you have a low interest rate, when we say low, anything three and a half or lower, then yeah, just keep paying that because that is a hedge. I mean, your house is probably going up in value. You're paying less in interest than the inflation rate. So yeah, just, just keep that up. Like Matt said, take that money, build that emergency fund up and, and have it pay these extra high costs for fuel or whatever. I noticed the other day that diesel fuel, a lot of people like around here like to drive their diesel trucks. Over $5 a gallon. 
I would have never thought I'd see that. You know, it'll be <clears throat> real interesting to see, you know, the travel season, you know, that officially kicks off here later this month with Memorial Day vacations. You know, we'll see it beginning in the third quarter numbers, you know, consumer discretionary spending. You know, are you taking the trip to Disney World or are you staying closer to home and going to Silver Dollar City? You know, are you not going to go to Silver Dollar City and instead you're going to take a camping trip to Beaver Lake? I mean, you'll begin to see those things um, appear in the next several weeks and months um, if, if people are really beginning to cut back. It's it's interesting, though, because we, we have all these, you know, what you would consider negatives like higher inflation. Things are going up, but, you know, wages have also gone up right in the short term. So people are, for the most part, doing doing better, making a little bit more money. Um, you know, we're still, we're on the back end of all the stimulus, you know, people having some extra cash. And so it will be interesting to see, you know, if this year, if people change anything, because, you know, we're, we're two years at post COVID happening, right? A lot of people went, have gone for that two years of not doing a whole lot. And so, you know, I know personally, we've been taking trips and stuff for a while now, but I know a lot of people that's not the case. And so they're, they're just now feeling like they can get back on the road and take these trips. And so it's like at a time where it's the most expensive, I think that the desire to go do it is also at kind of a peak as well. And so how are these two things? And it's just unique. We've never, you know, we've never been where all of these things have come to a head at one time. You know, Mike, you brought, you brought up a good point. You know, the cost of borrowing is getting more expensive, not necessarily home mortgages, but if you have a car loan if you have anything that is adjustable whether it's tied to the prime rate or whatever then you know for our listeners that that carry any sort of credit card balances oh, you're my. going to see those payments go up quite a bit over the next year or two as the prime rate really gets um, increased that would go too if you have a home equity line of credit. Most of those are adjustable. That's correct. So you got to pay attention to that as well. So any of those high interest rate debts, if you can get rid of those, get rid of them. Yeah. But when you have a fixed rate, a fixed low rate like a mortgage, we just just keep it for now. And like you said, Matt, there's a lot of pent up demand. There's a lot of people wanting to take cruises and go places and do things. And like you said, airline tickets are up like forty percent. I mean, so, yeah, they may want to, and they had a budget for it, but now that budget may not be covering it all. Right. So it is going to be interesting to see. So so what else can people do? I mean, inflation, we, we've talked about inflation. It, yeah, it's going crazy. The thing that keeps up with inflation or often outpaces it is being invested in equities, stocks. Right. Well, we, we've seen mixed bags. Of that. The market's kind of slid so far this year. So what are some other things people can do? Well, you know, I, I've told my clients that, and I know y'all have too, that the markets do not like uncertainty. And we are in a period of great uncertainty right now. As soon as some of the uncertainty is taken away, equities, as you said, typically do well in inflationary periods. Um, you know, cash, you know, cash balances are beginning to to go up because rates are going up there. You know, if you've got a money market or a, a savings account at a bank, you're probably seeing those rates inch up ever so slightly. You know, we've been getting some questions lately on the I bond um, that is that all of a sudden has gotten pretty popular. Mike, you want to share a little bit about the I bond? 
Well, the I savings bond is what all the rage is about now, and it, so it's offered by the Treasury. It's a savings bond backed by the government. The current interest rate, hold on here, you're going to hear it correct, is 9.62%. That's right, 9.62% guaranteed by the government. Now, there's a few things you got to know about it. The maximum any individual can buy on these is $10,000 a year. That's the maximum. You have to hold them for a minimum of 12 months. If you sell them or turn them back in within before the five-year period, then you're going to lose three months of interest. But 9.62% guaranteed. I mean, if you've got some money sitting on the sidelines in a savings account, you're going to buy a car in a couple years or take a trip, and you just want to put it somewhere where it's going to make something, well, this might work for you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it, the, we were talking about before we got on here, the, the one big downside is just the limit, you know, the cap. You can only do 10000 per person. So it's not it's not somewhere you can go park a substantial amount of money, but if you've got a piece of your emergency fund or something that you want to – you know, nine point six two percent. That's nothing to, nothing to joke about. I mean, that's the high. That's best rate you could get anywhere else on a on a smaller amount of cash. So the the other thing to keep in mind too is as rates come up, a lot of the you know local regional banks will start to get more and more competitive with their CD offerings and tr- look at it as an opportunity to go raise funds, raise capital. So you might start seeing some of your local banks finally get kind of back competitive again. And so keep your eye out for local CD rates and things. If you've got some money that you need to park for just short term, you know, one year, two years, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing some better, you know, better rates out there here pretty pretty soon. Yeah, they're all going to be wanting to get that capital so they can redeploy it and make better interest on it. So if anybody wants to know any more about uh, these I-bonds, you can go to something called Treasury Direct. Treasury Direct. You can go on there and you can get you an I-bond right there. Again, the maximum is 10000 a year per person. And, again, the current interest rate, 9.62%. I didn't think I'd ever see that in my lifetime again. But, Mike, going back to like what, we, what you can do, I think now's a great time. We, we ha- we've hammered this home for going, going on two years now. But to go back and revisit your plan, you know, things have gone up. I, I guarantee you, if you haven't noticed yet, I, I promise you your gas bill is more than it was last year. And go back and look at these things and adjust your budget accordingly. You Hopefully, you know, Lord willing, you've maybe got a little bit of a pay raise since last year. And so see what your cash flow situation. Just go back to the drawing board in terms of your plan, your budget. It's a really good time to reevaluate all of that to see, um, you know, how what kind of spot are we in from a month to month cash flow standpoint? Is our emergency fund fully funded? And you know, use this as a time to um, to just kind of beef everything back up. And as long as everything's in place and you have a plan in place, then even if the market goes through a rough stretch like we've kind of gotten off to, like y- you have to stick to the plan. And that money should be money that you plan on having invested for the longer term. And so what happens over the last three months or the next three months or the next six months, like really shouldn't, even though it can be painful and doesn't feel good to see your account go down, it's still a part of the plan and it's still going to do what it needs to do long term. And so just kind of reminding yourself of the big picture and the overall plan and in times like this is really good and helps kind of calm the nerves a little bit. Matt, that's so important about the plan. If you don't have a plan, you need to give us a call here and we can help you develop a plan. But just like during COVID, I mean, the market dropped 30% in 22 days, fastest drop since the Great Depression. And, and we didn't panic. 
and then the market came roaring back. We never expected it to do that. So that passed. Uh, 2018 passed. 2008 passed. 2002 passed. And if we look at the long term, any chart you look at, the market's up and to the right. This, too, will pass. We don't know when. We don't know how fast. But it will, and then we'll be on the other side of it. And you just don't want to look back and say, you know what? I made a rash decision. I did this, this, and this, and I should have just stuck to the plan. But if you don't have a plan, you don't have anything to stick with. And that's and no, that's funny that you said it because the only people that you hear, that I hear, still talking about like the 2008 financial crisis, other than just from a historical context, are people that cashed out and never got back in. That's and you come across that from time to time of, hey, I panicked, we got out, we never really got fully, and now we're looking back and we've missed out on the last decade. And so, yeah, you don't want to look back and, and be that, you know, be in that spot. The last couple of years have been extraordinary. I mean, double-digit growth, nobody expected that. The market's average a little bit less than 10 over 80 years. So those double, that was an anomaly. Well, this can be an anomaly too. We're going to get back to even at some point. Reversion to the mean is what the numbers we talk about. So don't panic. Have a plan. If you don't have a plan, come in. I just met the client this morning. She retired suddenly because she just was fed up. She had no idea if she's going to be okay or not. And so we went through her plan, documented it, and she started crying like, I didn't know I was going to be okay. So if you're in that spot, you're not sure if you're going to be able to retire at some point, get a plan. Visit with a financial fiduciary like we are and get you a plan. I agree. Lee, anything else on the markets? Any Everything going on right now? I know something I've talked a lot about or had a lot of conversations on. Mike, you mentioned the COVID sell-off two years ago and just how different this is because of this time Right. COVID was so fast. It's like people looked at their statements. It took them a month or two to look at their statements. And before by that, by then, you'd, we'd made back most of the gains. And so it's almost like it didn't really happen in a lot of ways where this this recent sell off has been this longer, slower, drawn out. You know, we're four or five, six months into it. Um, any comments or thoughts on that and kind of what what to be looking for over the next three to six months? It, it has been different. You know, as you said, in March of 20, we were down 30-something percent in three weeks, and, you know, before they opened up their March statements, the market's already come back. And so, you know, as, as Matt said earlier, you know, time in the market is way more important than timing the market. Um, I, I've told y'all and I've told others that, you know, you can look kind of smart getting out of a market, but you can look pretty foolish trying to guess when to get back in. Right. And so it is painful. Um, it will revert to the mean. Um, we were long overdue for this correction. Um, and, and again, the market is a leading indicator. And so, you know, things are going to improve. The Fed is going to get a handle on inflation. And, and you know, as they meet today and announce their decision, you know, we're hoping that over the next several months, you know, we do have kind of a soft landing, um, as they like to call it. So, you know, visit with us. Um, I cannot I cannot stress the importance of that financial plan, um, and, and you know, and just be patient, and and it, things will get better. Right. I would add that election time is up, so you need to vote. Yeah. That'll help as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Lee, to your point, it sometimes it feels good just doing something, but that doesn't mean it's the right decision, right? Yeah, it feels so it can feel really good to hit that sell button when when you're kind of panicking or the market's gone down. But just because it, you know, feels good in the moment, you've you've created this 
impossible scenario moving forward of, okay, now how do I re-implement the plan now that I've hit the eject button? My client, I, my clients have gotten used to me saying during periods of, of times like we're going through that sometimes the best action is no action. Absolutely. And, and I think they've learned that. And, but you're right. I think clients feel better if they see something happening when that doesn't always make sense or is the best thing. Well, like you both saying, it's easy to get out of the market, but that other decision you have to make is not so easy as when you get back in. And if you don't know that time before you get out, you shouldn't get out. And that's kind of what we're saying. Just stay calm. This two will get back to normal at some point. Any parting thoughts, guys, on inflation on our here on our 100th episode? Ooh. Yeah, big day. Introducing Lee. Centennial day. 100th like episode. A uh, lot going on. New office planning. So a lot of exciting stuff going on. And um, looking forward to it. And, the, you know, part of the new office is going to be like new. We're designating a new media podcast room to try to make these podcasts and guests that we have that we bring in like even better so we're really excited about that and it'll be interesting to look back two years from now to see um you know where we're at you know four years into this thing and so mike we have a we have a event coming up something that we want to talk about real quick you got well you know we're called mach one and our founder and ceo is an f-16 fighter pilot and there's a movie coming out about him he wishes it was about him it's called (laughs) top gun and for any New listeners out there, non-clients, that would like to take part in seeing Top Gun on Mach 1, send us an email to podcast at Mach 1 FG. The first one we get, the first email we get to that email address, you will win a ticket, two tickets, to the Top Gun here in Rogers, Arkansas. And we're looking forward to that. And for you clients, be watching your emails because we're going to be doing an event uh, at that. So. And that'll be that'll most likely be the first couple weeks of June. So we'll be having a showing. So, again, if you're yeah non-client, shoot us an email, get two free tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can you imagine what we're going to do for our 200th episode? <sighs> this is going to be great. All right, folks, that's it for the day's Mach 1 Market Moment. We'd like to end each one with a thought of the day. And the thought of the day for today is, again, we've had three episodes on inflation. And so uh, – Here's a definition of inflation. Being broke with a lot of money in your pocket. There's your inflation. Being broke with a lot of money in your pocket. Thanks all of you for joining us. For If you haven't listened to our 100 episodes, please go back and take a look at them. You'll see we've probably gotten a little bit better. But thank you again for joining us today on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mock-1financial.com slash disclosures.